We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, everyone, to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by WinBet. It's Thursday, December 30th, 2021. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard. Happy New Year's Eve, everyone, assuming you're listening to this on Thursday. Um, although I think Waylon is not Eve. New Year's Eve. New, New Year's, Year's Eve Eve. Eve. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Waylon will probably also be posting a podcast with James Anderson today. So double podcast on the eve mm. of New Year's Eve. And we'll be back to Friday next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Back to our normal schedule next week, uh, which will make some of the waiver wire stuff a little easier. Um, and you guys will be used to that. But uh, as usual, the entire NBA still has COVID. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, new high on the from the weekly uh, injury report. We're still peaking, uh, or haven't peaked yet. 128 players in COVID protocols uh, as of the uh, Rotowire injury report this morning. A lot of those guys are game time decisions, like Jared Allen, Lonzo Ball, Beal, who just got his first dose of his vaccine. Actually, oh, uh, good, Brad. Yeah, uh, mostly because Washington was going to do a mandate like New York City has been doing so i think he wanted to get that out of the way um and as the nba like guys like Woj have mentioned lately uh health and safety protocols has been reduced to like as little as five days uh if you are like non uh they don't think you're infectious basically so to me that sounds like you can still test positive and play as long as you're deemed not infectious but i am not a doctor uh, we also had Miami versus San Antonio postponed last night because Miami uh, decided to give Jimmy Butler's ankle a rest, meaning they only had seven active players, meaning the game was postponed. And we had, uh, I don't know how to pronounce the the OKC's head coach's name, Mark Dan, Danielt, Dan, Danielt. I was I thought it was the French Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just add it to the list. No. Yeah, we're adding that to the mispronounced names list. It's been a while since we had a good one. Uh, so uh, Mark, <laughs> OKC coach Mark, uh, entered the NBA's health and safety protocols, becoming the fifth coach to do so. Josh Giddy also entered health and safety protocols. Ramish will be happy. He was upset we didn't have any uh, mispronounced names the last few pods. Yeah. That's for you, Ramesh. Uh, what other COVID news do we have, Ken? A lot. Uh, and I guess some good news, Kyrie Irving practiced with the Nets yesterday, could play in road games as soon as January 5th, though coach Nassa, Nash recently said, quote, I don't think it's smart to rush him into games, end quote. Guys, you see any fantasy value in an on-the-road Kyrie Irving? <laughs> if you want to Man, yeah, that'll be tough. Obviously, if you're in a daily league, um, and, and you're able to change your lineups daily, that makes it a lot easier to manage. But, you know, if you're in a weekly format, you're essentially going to bench him unless he has, you know, 75% of his games are at home that week. Because um, even on a four-game week, if two of those games are on the road, very, you know, very well could could sit him over someone who has four games that you think they'll play. Plus, with, with COVID and everything else, like there's no, there's no guarantee that he's going to play 100% of the road games. 
You know, yeah. there, there's going to be other venues that that have the same rules about COVID and vaccinations. There's going to be uh, that could be a case, or he's going to deal with with whatever injuries or you know become ill himself and miss yeah. other games. So it, it's tough. It's tough. Can't play at Knicks games when they play. I don't know how many Knicks games they got remaining, but uh, also. With all these other players on COVID, how do you keep a rostered guy that you know can only pay 45% of games, right? When you need, frankly, as deep a bench as we've ever needed. Yeah. 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 And like Shannon mentioned, can't play, can't play against the Knicks and he probably can't play against the Wizards at this point. Um, and that's interdivision, isn't it? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So that's, yeah, <laughs> that's tough. I mean, I know, I know some of those, some of those rules only apply to the, the players who live there who are working oh, okay. within that state. So it's kind of like the golden state thing. You know, I believe, you know, Wiggins, if he didn't get vaccinated oh, earlier yeah. this year, he wouldn't have been able to play there. But Kyrie as a traveling, you know, member of a worker yeah. out of state worker could have came in and worked and, and played a game. So it, it, I don't know how much the rules will actually impact that, but it, it, no, like I said, there's no guarantee he's going to play 100% of the road game. So it, it makes it tough, but his per game production, especially if you're in a daily lineup league, certainly worth it. You know, we, we know that much. Yeah. All right. Other interesting COVID news, former all-star I'm contractually obligated to say that former all-star Isaiah Thomas after his first 10 day deal expired with the Lakers has signed a 10 day deal with the Dallas Mavericks. IT seems to be taking Brandon Knight's spot. Yes. Brandon Knight. There's been a Brandon Knight sighting as Knight and Boban are the latest Mavs to enter protocols. Guys, any fantasy value in Isaiah Thomas? Uh, well, with Luka Doncic coming back, I doubt it. I mean, if Doncic was out, you could have backup minutes behind Brunson available. But even then, they have Nil- Nilakina still, who they seem to like um, and provide something defensively. So, again, if you're in a deep enough league, it's always worth a gamble. But um, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't touch it. Yeah, I, agree. I do enjoy. I, I, oh, go ahead, Shan. Sorry. I, I agree. I'd be very surprised if it can can carve out a, a sizable enough role to even be worth a a streaming option. Um, I mean these these teams are scrambling to get enough healthy players to be able to suit up and have and have games. But you know, it had like one okay game. You know, we'll call it two okay games for the Lakers out of out of five. Um, you know, the seven that he was on the roster. I, I just don't expect him to do much with the Mavs either. It is fun seeing these names from the past suddenly back in NBA uniforms, though. Moose, Greg Monroe. Exactly. Yeah, there was a Greg Monroe versus Taj Gibson. Uh, battle down low the other day, which is like wow, twenty. That should be back. taking place in one of their driveways, yeah. not on an time, NBA court. <laughs> yeah. Time, time travel does exist, man. <laughs> uh, Alex, take us to some bad news out of Cleveland. Bad news, yeah. Uh, fan favorite Ricky Rubio suffered a torn ACL Tuesday against the Pelicans. Uh, Rubio probably out for the rest of the season. Cavs are already mix, uh, missing Colin Sexton for the year, so this is really tough for them. Um, Rubio having a great bounce back season. I think I think he still had some bad field goal percentages. That's always kind of been yeah. like the bugaboo with him, but he's doing a lot more than that. Obviously, twelve points, seven assists, four rebounds, almost almost two steals, and was hitting some threes, one point four Trey. So. I mean, and the Cavs to... are in first place in the East. Cleveland was winning with, with Rubio. Yeah. Uh, I see Cleveland in... Well, Cle- Cleveland wasn't first. They're in fifth right now. Um, as Shannon completely disappears from our podcast. We'll see if he makes a return. Um, but they they needed Rubio because of Sexton being out. And, you know, Isaac Okoro. Uh, Isaac Okoro isn't like a ball handler or like a passer or a shooter. So like they're dealing with a backcourt that is now like Kevin Pangos. Pangos. Yes. See, we're we're getting yes. to the point. I I don't even know who these people are. Yeah. Um, uh, would you like some info on Kevin Pangos? Former Gonzaga guard who uh went undrafted 2001 uh went undrafted and then played overseas. He's 28-year-old rookie. Played for St. Petersburg last year. I've got his stats. We'll get to them later because 
Pangos is on Shannon's list of free agent options. Yeah, by default. <laughs> yeah, by, <laughs> by, by default. We'll see what they'll do. Uh, they could be a, a next, as uh, they could be Isaiah Thomas's next de- destination. So he should be looking for apartments. Oh, probably. yeah, that that would surprise me. I, you will, like like you said, we'll talk more about it on the waiver wire. But this team desperate desperately needs Garland to get back as soon as possible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, last night. Uh, Boston shot four of 42 from behind the arc. I'm reading this for the first time. Wow. Uh, lost their third game in a row last night. Uh, this time to the Clippers in Boston. No Paul George, no Reggie Jackson. Although Boston was missing Jason Tatum. Ken, I suppose you wrote this question up to lob, lob (laughs) to yourself. This is a throw off the glass to yourself, alley-oop. Uh, how bad are things? Abominable! <laughs> Losing to the Clippers last night and only scoring 82 points wasn't even the low point of this three-game losing streak. On Monday, they lost at Minnesota, where they were dominated by Greg Monroe and Jalen Noel. Oh, right. So infuriating. New coach, Ime Udoka's got to be on the hot seat. Jalen Brown last night. 13 of 36 shots over 40 minutes. He had zero assists. 36 shots and zero assists for Jalen Brown. It's an abomination. I'm so angry. I get I get mad now before I even turn on the Celtic games. They don't guard the three anymore. They check way too many desperation threes themselves. Over these last three games, all losses, they're shooting 27.6% from behind the arc, and they just keep chucking terrible shots. I'm screaming, drive to the basket at the top of my lungs. I've got the Celtics blanket. I'm tugging the hell out of it. I'm so mad. (laughs) This might be the most irate I've ever seen you on the podcast. You know, one common thread with the past three games, all losses, as Ken mentioned, is the only three games this season that little PP, our boy, Peyton Pritchard, played over 30 minutes for the first time uh, this season in all three of those games. Um, He was the only positive in Minnesota, but went back to the gutter last night in 34 minutes. Yeah. And even in Minnesota, I mean, he was eight for 22. Yeah, yeah. It was desperation. (laughs) This team, looks they're not even in sh- – I don't think they're even in shape. They're all exhausted by the fourth quarter. It's infuriating. It's infuriating. Greg Monroe looked like an Olympic athlete against the Celtics Monday. Uh, move on, Alex. Take me to some other topic, please. Oh, wait, uh, I know. In fact, let's discuss your quality okay. sell high by low article you recently did. Your big okay. headline – was now is the time to trade Red Hot Center Joel B. Do you care to elaborate? Thank you for acknowledging my clickbait. Uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, sure. Trade Joel Embiid. I, I, he's a sell high for me. He is roped in the same category as like Kristaps Porzingis for me every year, where it's like when he peaks, get rid of him uh, because he is injury prone. Like he's playing like over the past month, basically since the start of December, he's the fourth ranked per game player in fantasy. At least he was when I wrote the article. I don't think Embiid has a higher ceiling than like the fourth ranked player in fantasy. He's already had knee pain to start the year. Plus in this season, especially I, th- they're going to be looking to trade Ben Simmons. Obviously I, I expect Ben Simmons to be traded, whether or not that ends up being the case, who knows? Uh, but that, that'll presumably give Embiid more help which should decrease his usage. And he doesn't have yeah. a reason to average 30, 15 and six anymore. Every, you know, and he gets yeah. that like every other game. So to me, plus he's a Drummond, sell high. Yeah. And plus Drummond's been out for last four games. Uh, they signed Andre Drummond with Drummond with some thought to rest and beat, and he'll be back from protocols. Hopefully tonight. Yeah, yeah, this is all this this is all just byproducts of the team being shorthanded. I mean, if you look the way they managed and beat earlier in the season with Drummond, uh, in particular, I, I mean, he was routinely playing just about thirty minutes a game. Um, the 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 past couple of weeks is primarily due. We, we could push back to the last month actually, but it's still it's primarily due to the fact that they're shorthanded and, and they need him to play as many minutes. It's it's certainly encouraging if you are an Embiid owner. 
Uh, I'm sorry. If you roster indeed on any of your lineups, it's certainly encouraging that he's played some back to backs. He he's played he's equipped 40 minutes, uh, three or four times. I think three times in the past month. That's unheard of. You know, that was like maybe only something mm-hmm. you see in the playoffs with him. Mm-hmm. So seeing him do that in a regular season, I, I do think it's encouraging. Um, but I also believe that once this team's back at full strength or close to it, they're going to ease up on that workload some. I was and kind I, of expecting I, more Simmons trade rumors, by the way. Now, why are we getting more of that? I don't know. Hmm. Um, but as I, I mentioned in my like how to deal with COVID absences article too, especially, I mean, if you should be trying to get more players. Like it, it, you don't want to consolidate a ton of like of your talent into three core guys at this point. Cause if those guys go out, your team is, you're starting Kevin Pangos. In your, in your you know, fantasy league, you want to the, the depth deals that you would have yes. shunned in the past are good moves in this crazy year of COVID. You want to be, I think, you want to be trading top end talent for depth, uh, so that you can deal with COVID absences better and have a, a legitimate bench. Uh, but that's just that is my that is one man's opinion. Uh, let's go get fan feedback, Ken. Yeah. Uh, today's fan question comes from super fan Lois Nunez, who asks. Who should I drop for returning Kevin Porter Jr.? He's uh, Porter coming back for the Rockets. Should Lois drop Buddy Heald? He said Harris. I'm going to assume he means Gary Harris, not Tobias. Uh, (laughs) Or Atlanta's Bojan Bogdanovich. Um, Porter returned Tuesday and posted 22 points, five dimes, nine boards, and lost the Lakers. Guys, who uh, should Lois drop? Assuming think, that's Gary Harris, I'd say Gary Harris. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Don't jump. Uh, don't, you know, check yeah. out the stats for the last 10 games. I don't care about those 10 games. It, it's, <laughs> th- those 10 games, it's inflated. It's the same thing with even in those 10 games. Yes, he's getting more minutes. You know, we could, we could even, let's just go back and, and do the most recent six games. Gary Harris is averaging 18 points, quality, 2.5 rebounds, 3.2 assists. 0.8 steals, shooting 47% from the floor, 89% from the line, 2.33 pointers. All great. 35 minutes per uh, in those six contests as well. The problem is it's just not going to continue. Um, a lot of that, some of that production was front loaded. I, I think what we saw last night uh, against Milwaukee, or I'm sorry, Wednesday, Tuesday night against Milwaukee is more in line with what we'll see from him. RJ Hampton's back. Cole Anthony will be back soon. Um, and once, and, and even Fultz, I, I know the latest update on Fultz is he's targeting a return this year. You know, Terrence Ross is just, Terrence Ross is just questionable. He's day to day essentially. So this team's going to get healthy. And when that happens, Suggs is another guy. Once that happens, it's not, it's not Gary Harris season anymore. Gary Harris season lasts two weeks and that two weeks is about to expire, Ken. All right. Well, I just wanted to. Roast the fires of debate. So you're. you're I just want to roast you. I want to roast you, Gary. <laughs> no, I, I, I actually no. I I thought it was obviously Harris, and then I was like, well, I should line up the stats for these guys <laughs> in the notes. And I was like, whoa, actually, Gary Harris is again with COVID shortages and playing time. I mean, he's getting thirty. He's getting like he's getting thirty-four minutes a game, but that's because mm-hmm. they've got no one to play. Uh, it, so Bogdanovich ankle injury, though, not a concern. Uh, it is. There's there's an argument for Bogdanovich, you know, and even healed. Those guys, it's not like those guys have been great this year either. Yeah. Uh, they, they've they been rather disappointing, frankly. Uh, two of the more disappointing guys who, who you probably picked in those mid rounds. Um, I still I still think that the for me, the upside and long term play uh, is is to keep Bogdanovich and healed. Healed's a good candidate to get traded before the deadline to a team that needs help. So I, I'm keeping – I'm dumping Harris. It's just I feel more upside with the other guys. I agree. Yeah, the guy I keep here is healed. Uh, All right. Yeah. yeah. So, fans, uh, if you'd like us to discuss your fantasy basketball question, please go to the Rotowire YouTube page. Uh, click on the most recent NBA video. Like it and leave a question for us, and we'll uh, pick one to answer next week. Thank you, fans. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump to our waiver wire. Uh... Memphis has five games this upcoming week, and there are 11 teams with three games. Uh, another jam-packed week of NBA basketball. Uh, I'll kick things off with my available in 50% of league suggestion off the waiver wire. It is Omer Yurtsevin, uh, mm. who is 51% rostered on Yahoo. Who says we're not I'm going with the yet. international players? Yeah. Uh, I noticed Yurtsevin uh, in summer league, and I was like, oh, this guy's who is this? He's passing. He's shooting every time he touches the ball on these mid-range pop, uh, you know, pick and pops. Interesting guy. Um, starting for the Heat while Bam and Deadman are out. However, the caveat here, both centers might be back within the next week or two. Uh, Bam, there haven't been like a ton of updates on him. Deadman's dealing with the like an MCL sprain or something. Um, he's old, so you never know if the timeline's going to stick. Um, Bam's so bomb, right? Yeah, Bam's a thumb. Uh, so I think there's a chance you get another week of value out of here. It's been past six games, 8.8 points, 13 rebounds, 1.7 combined steals and blocks. I think there's a chance he starts getting minutes over Deadman long term. I, I don't know if I'd necessarily bank on that, but grab him for this week. And then if you somehow have roster spots that you're able to kind of just burn and wait for something to potentially happen, keep your in around. I like that a lot. And frankly, what's the future in Deadman, right? Like, you can develop Yurtsevin. He's only, uh, you know, he made his NBA professional debut last year. 6'11". Develop the guy. Yeah. Uh, Ken, who is your first player? I'm going to cheat a little, but I'm going with a red-hot name that I think you should check your waiver wire for, and that's Malik Beasley. He's rostered in 60% of Yahoo League, so I'm breaking the rule here, but 42% of ESPN. Uh, been grabbed a lot because he started the last six games for the COVID-impaired Timberwolves. Over those six, he's averaged 20 points, 4.3 rebounds, and four and a half three-pointers per game. He's really a category play of points and threes. Uh, that said, uh, on the positive, T-Wolves also have four games, not three next week. T-Wolves have four games. Uh, Russell and Edwards, though, are game-time decisions to play tomorrow. Cat is out. Carl Anthony Towns is out on least, uh, at least until January 3rd. As long as Towns is out, they need scoring elsewhere. Uh, so I'm not sure it's a long-term play, but if you can uh, catch the last few days of Beasley's hot spurt, you should. As someone who rosters Beasley in our keeper league, I have lived the ups and downs of <laughs> rostering Malik Beasley. And let me tell you, this is I'm, we're, we're ragging high. I'm, I'm <laughs> in Beasleyville right now. <laughs> Tumultuous place, Beasleyville. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's currently a lawless land, but everyone's getting along. It's like a utopia. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, great things, <laughs> too much of a good thing might be might might turn bad. But I do. Oh, yeah. I can back up the suggestion. And, uh, and I'm I'm going to transition that into my first pick, who's a, a, another Malik. And it's Malik Monk. Uh, over the past three games for the Lakers, Monk is averaging 20 points, three rebounds, two assists, uh, one block, which is kind of crazy, and 2.7 three-pointers. He's shooting 58% from the floor uh, during this stretch. And, and the exciting news is he started two games in a row. Um, I, I actually think there's long-term upside for Malik Monk to stick in the, in the Lakers' starting lineup. Um, he's basically starting at shooting guard over – 
you know, over to Horton Tucker and Wayne, Wayne Ellington. Ellington. Yeah, Avery Bradley. These are, you know, Kent Bazemore who's out. Kent Bazemore and Nunn are out. But th- these are all guys who really, this is why they brought in Monk anyways, is to be able to to do what he's been doing the past three games. Hit three-pointers, score, give, get, take some of that scoring pressure off of LeBron. Um, it certainly helps that uh, Anthony Davis is out uh, and that you have guys like Russell Westbrook who can't hit any kind of shot. Uh, but Malik Monk, I expect him to, you know, even after Davis returns, I wouldn't be surprised to see Avery Bradley move to the bench, LeBron slide back down to the three, and so on. And you keep Monk in the starting five. So I think he's an immediate pickup, and there's long-term upside there. I love that. Remember all the crazy helium for Monk in La La Land this preseason? They were like, this is the steal of the offseason. And now they're finally doing what they said they would do. Yeah, yeah. He he's and I, I I'm not gonna lie, I still believe in the guy. I, I've been a big fan of his since he came out of college. Uh I still think he has he has potential to be a quality NBA player. And his lack of defense does not concern any fantasy owner. <laughs> Preseason helium for a Los Angeles player uh, yeah. player. Who who could have thought? <laughs> Where did this come from? Yeah, the Lakers getting some odd media attention. Right. Crazy. Halen wow. Horton Tucker. I mean, you know, where is MIA? Wayne Ellington. You got to beat out Wayne Ellington. Come on. Come on. I, I don't know, man. I, I Yeah, I, it's a good call, Shannon. I mean, one of these one of these offseason signings had to work out. That, that was seemingly <laughs> their plan, right? Like, let's grab six guys. If two of them work out, that's a win. And I think I think Malik Monk's working out. Um. So as we mentioned, Memphis has five games. So my long shot suggestion is anyone on Memphis with a pulse. Okay. Do they put up stats? And by stats, I mean, do they average four points, four rebounds, and two assists? If the answer is yes, you can probably roster them this week. Who am I? Uh, Who am I doing right now? Slow-mo, Kyle Anderson. (laughs) Uh, Ken's doing like a slow action movie kind of a run. Uh, yeah, that's my main, that's my main suggestion because I'll, I'll toss it to you, Ken. You have the other suggestion uh, from Memphis. Yeah. I mean, I have my long shot of the week is really the same line of thinking five games from Memphis. I picked Tyus Jones. He's, uh, again, Memphis has five games, Melton and Conchar are out with COVID issues. Not sure when they return. Jones has actually played uh, poorly last few games because he's had an injured finger, but that should be behind him now. Uh, Jones is available everywhere. Essentially, he's only eight percent rostered in Yahoo. I think it's two percent on ESPN. Um, so yeah, same theme of anyone with a pulse on Memphis because they've got five games and various COVID issues that'll be hard to predict. Tyus Jones is in a good situation and had a good before he sprained his finger. Had a good run of games. And I'm going to predict my long shot of the week next week will be Kendrick Nunn. Uh, I actually thought that was the best offseason signing of the Lakers. Anxious to see what a healthy nun will be like on this Lakers squad. That's a preview for next week. You probably, with all the COVID craziness, there's no roster space for none this week. But uh, that's it's a cliffhanger. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <I'm>, uh, <laughs> maybe, we're, maybe one of the first cliffhangers in Friday's podcast. <laughs> history yeah as someone who couldn't get kyle anderson off my team uh last waiver claims i am i feel pretty good right now actually i might actually <laughs> might end up starting him uh shannon who is uh give us another one of your suggestions yeah th- th- this falls more under the yeah available in 50 percent of leagues but nick claxton we've talked about him in the past i'll, I'll just talk, discuss him briefly he He's been very solid. He, he's improving for the, for the Nets. Obviously, the Nets have been shorthanded, but the class has started four straight. Um, just in the past two games, he's averaging 31 minutes, 13, po- 13 points, five and a half rebounds, and four blocks per game. Um, I do, you know, Claxton's a guy who was in the starting lineup earlier in the season, at the beginning of the season, first three games for the Nets. And while I expect Lamarcus Aldridge to, to work his way back in the starting lineup and, and and Aldridge and Kevin Durant, I think, are both going to play tonight. Um, I still think Claxton's going to be a big part of the rotation. He's going to see 20-plus minutes moving forward. So if he's available in your league and you need blocks, he's a guy to pick up. And they need if the only need they have on that team is some effective youth that can eat a lot of minutes, and Claxton is that guy. Well, and we, and we know Harden's had success in the past with these, like, lengthy, athletic, 
pick and roll lob, lob. catchers, which is what Cla- if they can turn Claxton into like 20 minutes per game of Clint Capella, then it works. And, and that's exactly what he's done the past two games. You had Harden run, Harden was running things that Durant's out, everyone else is out. So it's been, it's been Harden, the Harden show with, with Claxton, you know, cleaning up and it's been, it's worked well for the Nets. So I, I do expect Claxton to maybe not start for the rest of the season, but, but at least be a significant part of the rotation. Poor man, poor man's Robert Williams. Yeah. Robert Williams is like a poor man's Clint, Clint Capella still. I said, I said, oh, yeah. I said, there's it. a series of poor, poor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it all leads back to like Shaquille O'Neal. It's like, well, <laughs> he's the top of the most expensive that everyone's a, a cheaper version of Shaquille. O'Neal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have an exciting suggestion of the weekend. I decided to ignore the usual boring suggestion. And I went exciting with Cam Reddish, who can leap out of the building. Uh, He started the last five games for Atlanta. He's rostered in 55% of Yahoo, 40-something in ESPN. A big name that just fell victim to the pretty deep depth chart of the Atlanta Hawks. Anyway, his last five starts, 21.8 points a game, 3.2 boards, 1.8 stocks, and 3.2 triples. Uh, John Collins is in health and safety protocols at least till January 5th. Herter and Bogdan, as you mentioned, they're out until at least January 3rd with health and safety protocols. Hawks have four games next week. Just make sure Cam Reddish is not available. And if he is, grab him. That's my exciting, hey now, suggestion (laughs) of the week. We need some sort of musical. That works. That works. Uh, <laughs> I, I've got two long shots. The first one's Herbert Jones. Uh, we've discussed Jones in the past, yeah. But but he's stepping up his game. Uh, you know, the Pelicans, like everyone else, are, are shorthanded right now, and, and we've seen we've seen Jones. He just had his his biggest game of the season to date. Uh, Twenty six points, seven rebounds, three assists, and three blocks. Ten for eighteen, two for for four from from three point. Uh, the Pelicans were without everyone. Uh, it was basically, you know, Devontae Graham and Herbert Jones and Garrett Temple were, were I think, the three three primary shooters and usage guys for Wednesday's game. So, yeah, Herbert Jones isn't super exciting, but he's been locked into the starting lineup and he's getting more opportunities. You know, it, it, if he's still available in your league, which he's still widely available, he, he's only owned in about 30 Oh, wait, wait, he's rostered in twenty-three percent. Yes, 23% of Yahoo leagues. And then my second uh long shot is Kevin Pangos, who we talked about earlier. 28-year-old rookie, played at Gonzaga, uh, then overseas, Euro Euro League last year for St. Pete. We'll just call it St. Petersburg. Uh yeah, you know, uh, he was 13 and a half points, 6.6 assists, 2.3 triples. I I am it's just about the the lack of guards and point guards specifically on the on the Cavs depth chart. So basically, until Garland uh, clears protocols and returns, someone has to play point guard for the Cavs. It's not going to be Okoro. It's not going to be maybe Denzel Valentine will get extra run. I do I, I do see that as a possible fit. But right now, it's going to by default Pangos. So he's worth a stream. If you're looking for guys to add in your daily leagues, he might get a couple games where he, where he sees significant minutes. I'd be a nice uh, assist in threes play for Pangos. I just looked up Pangos because I had no idea what he looked like. Um, I, this man looks like just the most – he looks like a, an accountant. Like I've never seen an NBA player look more just like a normal dude. Like he yeah. just looks like – at office worker. Every, right? every single one of us have played against Kevin Pangos at the y, local YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> every right. one of you listen. We've also talked to him at the coffee station at work. Like, hey, Kevin, yeah. what's up? Uh, boy, how was your weekend? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I think that pretty much wraps it up. By the way, it's the St. Petersburg BC Zenit. Basketball club Zenit is the St. Petersburg squad Pangos was with. Nice powder blue unis. Some very nice powder blue unis. Quite the journey from his uh, hometown, Holland Landing, Canada. Uh, Just outside of Toronto. Yeah. Wow. Just pulling that knowledge right off the top of your head. I wrote his bio for the site. Him and your boy. Yeah. (laughs) Him and your boy, the clinic, are are like best buds, right? Fellow Canadians. They are best buds. In fact, the clinic 
recruited Pangos to go to Gonzaga. There you go. Wow. You're on it. You're on it, Shane. These are, these are the deep cuts you just will not get on other fantasy podcasts. <laughs> you want your Kevin Pangos background? You better come here, baby. <laughs> uh, some other background that is important is the background of uh, Yahoo DFS. The NBA season keeps on rocking, and Yahoo is going big with daily fantasy basketball. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout this season, including their multi-entry contests now being shark-free. To celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS, as well as Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 site credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. Yahoo will have daily NBA contests all season long. Play a single game contest of your choice throughout the week, then join Yahoo's weekly Friday main event NBA contest to compete for large cash prizes. Play daily fantasy basketball on Yahoo. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome that's sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free dollar free ten dollar offer thrive is back for another season of fantasy basketball and they're running guaranteed contests every single day this nba season with thrive you eliminate the countless hours of research you don't have to listen to podcasts like this you do but you don't uh, you can just focus on the top tier players, you know, like Kevin Pingos, athletes that have the biggest impact in the game. You sign up today and you're going to get a free RotoWire subscription for six, six, six months. Here's how you claim your free RotoWire subscription. Go to, go to, uh, eh, there's not as many dots and slashes in this one as Ken's URL, so it'll be easy to remember. RotoWire.com slash thrive. Rotowire.com slash thrive. Now you go there, you sign up, you deposit 10 bucks, you, you get a deposit bonus up to 100 bucks, you play a, a contest, and then you get an email from me and you win the world. That, that, that's, called, that's called winning right there, right? That's like, I, I don't know where I'm going with that, but you can thrive <laughs> at fantasy basketball by playing fantasy basketball on Thrive today. You get Shannon's email address. Please pester him throughout the season with questions. It's very, it's very tough email address to uh, to <laughs> decode on your own. You know, don't. You know, it's not Shannon at RotoWire.com oh, or anything be, like that. Uh, like a yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if there's one thing that we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette. Double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in seven states, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. While uh, rapidly expanding, at WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to one grand on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. Uh, Friday DFS. Uh, as per usual, uh, I'm not going to list off every single injury here. What I will list off is that it's a four-game slate and that the highest over-under is Philly at Brooklyn at 219 and a half, followed by Milwaukee at Orlando, which is a rematch uh, of the game from the other night where the Bucs, uh, things got a little interesting towards the end before the Bucs decided to pull away. Um, but the spread on that's like 14 points now. Uh, 
as usual, there's a ton of value plays available just because of the injuries. Like Mo Wagner's back. Uh, Daniel Gafford um, is not back. I thought he was back, but he was never out in the first place. They might have other absences. Washington has other absences. Yeah, right? yeah they do. Yeah. That that's Gafford. You you've got uh, Montrez is out, and yeah. and Rua Hatchver is out. Uh, so they're very shorthanded in the front court. Gafford you know probably had his two or three best games in the past week. You know, COVID's a nightmare when Alex is pointing out that Mo Wagner's back. Like, whoa. <laughs> hey, I mean, Robin Lopez wasn't playing, and then he was playing all because of Mo Wagner. Um, yeah, they're dealing with a ton of absences, obviously. So look into that. I don't know. Shannon, is there anybody that sticks out to you uh, on this slate? I mean, Gafford actually is one of the guys I, I was targeting. He, he's pretty affordable at the center position. He's at 5,200. Um, I, I, you know, Cleveland, it depends, I, I guess, if Jared Allen gets back they're they're a little bit more daunting of a matchup, but, but I'm not too worried about it from a matchup standpoint. It's just about minutes, right? If Gafford plays 30 plus minutes, then he's a good bat to, to score 30 fancy points. Um, he, he very rarely when the team's healthy, does he top 30 minutes? Uh, but he's coming off 36 minute game. He had 34 fantasy points that, that day and, and it finished with 16 and 11. Um, I like him at, at, at that, at that price, um, on the other side of it for Cleveland, you know, we talked about Pangos and, and we have to see what Cleveland does. It's, I think Pangos will be an option. Uh, you know, if maybe Okoro, uh, he's not going to be a true point guard. They might end up running the offense through guys like Kevin Love and Markinen. Um, you know, even, I, I still think Valentine will be interesting. I, I think there's a chance this team. We'll, we'll rely on Valentine to be more of a playmaker, whether he's starting at the one or not. Um, I like the opportunity for Valentine if he's able to get uh, carve out 30 minutes. Didn't Valentine play some backup point guard with during his Bulls days, especially when he was younger? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what he is. He's basically he's like that playmaking wing two, three. That's what he was in college. That's that's really where I, I feel like he's he's able to to be solid in that role. He had one season with the Bulls where he averaged uh, 10, five and three assists. Um, yeah. And, and we'll see. We'll see. He's coming off. He had a big game uh, er, uh, earlier this week. He had 17, nine and two with two steals uh, in 26 minutes. It, it just to be determined if he's going to stick in that 24 to 26 minute range that he's seen the past three games, or if he gets extra minutes with Rubio and Garland out. Yeah, I think Mobley's a, a decent play for that game as well. Um, it's possible they they turn to him for some more playmaking, you know, at least from the high post uh, or at the top of the key. Yeah. Um, I mean, Isaac Okoro, too, in that game. Like, I, I don't know how they're exactly going to handle the Rubio absence. Okoro's not, like, too much of a playmaker, but they're kind of committed to him organizationally, and we mentioned, you know, their backcourt's not very good, so um, they don't have too many options. I do kind of like Wendell Carter against the Bucks. Um, you know, Bobby Portis and DeMarcus Cousins, they're fine, but they're not great defenders. And Wendell Carter's only 7,100. He's had, uh, he's come, he, three games ago, he had a 51 fantasy point performance. He's coming off a 40 fantasy point performance against the Bucks. Um, he, he has, th- uh, this is like, he has like five, six performances with at least 39 fantasy points. And he's 7,100. Mobamba um, still out, so I think that's a good option as well. Eligible at both power forward and center on Fanduel. Obviously, kind of in that price range where it's like, you know, we've talked about it on this pod before. Get those guys in that seven thousand to eight thousand range that can go for the production of a ten thousand dollar player or eleven thousand dollar player. Wendell Carter is kind of on the fringes of that list, but he fits along with Mobley. Um, yeah, I mean, we have Bradley Beal is questionable, so that's something to keep an eye on um, as well, uh, just in general for, you know, obviously like that could more run for Kuzma, um, assuming Kuzma's in. I see, I don't even know who's in or out. Yeah, Kuzma's in. Yeah, um, and it, this is this is a tough part. I, if Beal's out, I mean, Beal is one of the ones I'm watching the mo- more closely than others, just because if Beal's out, immediately Spencer Dinwiddie uh, is a, right. is a, is an immediate option. He'll be heavily owned, but it's the type of chalk that it's hard to avoid. Uh, Sixty three hundred, you know, he he's got uh, 
He's, he's coming off. A, he has a 51 fantasy point outing and a 46 fantasy point outing uh, in this week, uh, both with Beal being, being out those two games. So it's really that's when Dinwiddie steps up. Uh, it's, it's not dissimilar to what we saw during his time with Brooklyn. You know, he's going to have those big games when the star players are out. Um, so he, he's an immediate uh, start for me if, if Beal misses time. Um, yeah, it, some of the other guys, I like some of the, I like some of the mid priced guys. So, so Will Barton's 5,500, Andrew Wiggins, 6,000. Uh, Andrew Wiggins was, was, uh, insanely, um, low rostered in his first game back against Denver a couple nights ago, but he played 31 minutes, had 21, eight, uh, 21 points and eight rebounds, uh, three stocks. Uh, you know, the Warriors are still shorthanded. Draymond's out. Uh, they've got a couple pools probably coming back, but but you've still got a couple guys missing time. Clay obviously still out, Wiseman, but but also Draymond's out. And, and I feel like people are don't ignore Wiggins. Uh, he's going to have an increased role uh, for tonight. And the fact that he already played 31 minutes in his return, uh, you know, erases any question marks I would have had. Guys, do either of you have any interest in cheap option RJ Hampton? He's 5,300. On FanDuel, on the positive, almost all of the Magic have COVID. So he's gotten 30 minutes the last two games since he returned, and I would assume another 30-minute night in him tonight. Uh, but on the negative, facing Drew Holiday. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't mind the matchup, like you mentioned. Um, he's bound to play a ton of minutes. He's someone that has shown some upside in the past. He's not like a... He's not like a great scorer, but he can do a little bit of everything. Good defender. Insane athlete, by the way. Like, if you ever watch RJ Hampton play, it's, like, obvious why he was such a, a highly talented prospect uh, for his athleticism. But, yeah, I mean, past two games has played well. I think I think he's an option at 5,300. It's just – it's, like, a little too pricey. I'd be worried I, I, I might – he might go for, like, 15 fantasy points or something. If he was, like, 4,500, I would be like, oh, yeah, let's, let's go for that. I just think it's, like, a – just a margin too high. I, I I'll tell you one of the reasons why I do like Hampton is because he actually might start tonight. So I mean, the past two yeah. games, you know, he's basically averaged about twenty-eight fantasy points the past two games, and he didn't start either of those games because you had you had the immortal Hassani Gravit start those two games at point guard for the Magic. Cole Anthony was out. Uh, Gravit's out now. He entered, you know, one of one of these ten-day contract guys. You know it's bad when the ten-day contract guys are entering uh, the health and safety protocols. So that's what happened with Gravit. So they're extremely short-handed in, in the backcourt tonight, and, and that means Hampton's probably a lock to start. I guess it, it could get interesting. Maybe Terrence Ross gets a start if he returns. I doubt that. They're going to want someone with more point guard skills like Hampton. Um, and if Hampton starts and plays, you know, if he's a lock for thirty-five minutes, I think he's actually very good price at, at, at fifty-three hundred. Yeah, uh, Gravit actually entered protocols mid-game against the Bucks uh, the other day, so that was interesting. <laughs> uh, I will, <laughs> I will say for uh, for posterity, say during uh, mid podcast, we had Doc Rivers and Michael Malone enter protocols. Uh, not that that has any major effect on uh, DFS necessarily. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure some Celtics fans. Uh, <laughs> Would rather have an assistant coach coach a team. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Shannon, <laughs> do you have any final words before we move on to Ken's old man rant? Yeah, I like Thibel for for a discounted option, forty one hundred. And if I'm going with any of the expensive players, so the 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 most expensive players tonight: Durant, Jokic, Giannis, Harden, Embiid, um, and we'll throw Curry in there as well. Man, I. I think Embiid, I think Embiid and Harden are my two favorites out of the expensive players tonight. I just worry about uh, the Magic Orlando, the the Milwaukee Orlando game. I think will get out of hand. Um, I know that wasn't the case with their most recent game, but it makes me want to steer clear of Giannis. And then with Durant, you know, he, he's coming back off of a three game absence. We've seen Harden kind of step up in those three games. I expect Harden to more so take the lead. Uh, tonight against the Sixers. Okay. Well, Ken, it's time for your, I guess, second old man rant of the podcast uh, after you eviscerated the Celtics earlier. 
Uh, first of all, love Shannon's DFS suggestions there. Nice work, Shannon. But uh, ah, my rant. Fantasy football playoffs during COVID and the holidays suck. I hate it. Damn it, I made the playoffs in four of my six leagues. My squad was the top scorer in the league that founded Rotowire. yet all four playoff teams have already lost. Not one damn fantasy Super Bowl. Rotisserie scoring should be more popular in fantasy football. The best team should win. We should not be ruled by this stupid, arbitrary, week-to-week, head-to-head stuff. It's ah! ruining my holiday. Yeah, I think the the head-to-head stuff, it's it's to make it seem more like a real sport, right? Which I get. You don't play each other. It's not your defense isn't shutting down anybody. You know, it's... I know. Uh, yeah, I don't play enough fantasy football to have a real opinion, but I think I'd rather play rotisserie. Um, Shannon, how'd your teams do? Football. Great. I won all of the championships. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. Before the Super Bowls even occurred. Yeah, fantastic. Thank yeah, so you. He's got some ones to end early. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my best ball record for football leagues this year is embarrassing. Um, well, we won't very, very embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mispronounced uh, names. We had a few. Yeah. Uh, head, OKC head coach Mark, uh, whose last name we're not going to butcher again on this pod, but uh, I think he will be henceforth be known as Coach Mark. Uh, <laughs> Ken messed up Yahoo's name. <laughs> Um, I don't even remember. The show. We only say it about a thousand times each broadcast, and yet I somehow butchered Yahoo in my read for them. Yeah. Apologies. To uh, other than that, I think we're clear. Um, I was a little confused at first whether it's Pangos or Pangos. I'm going to say it was Pangos, but I don't know for certain. Uh, same, same. That's same, the St. Same. Petersburg pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll uh, we'll go with yeah, that. We'll to, yeah, we'll have to give them a call and see how see how they pronounce it. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by Winbet. Ken, take us out of here for today's quote. Let's go to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for legendary college coach and announcer Al McGuire, who said, "Quote: A team should be an extension of a coach's personality. My teams are arrogant and obnoxious. Attention, passengers! This three-car fantasy train wreck." has hit the end of the line.